real good today. I look real good today. I look real good today. I look real good today. Hey! <laughs> good day, good evening, good night, good morning, and good afternoon. And welcome to another exciting episode of Reels Tennis Podcast. For a minute, I didn't even know what I was introducing because we've oh, been Lord. so firing. And I would say something in Spanish, but you know. Hola. My Spanish is hostile. Hola. Hola, que tal? Las buenas, la, la, las niñas bonitas. That's right. Sí, sí, the children are pretty? Why are the children pretty? Is that what it is? Or girls? Y'all are pretty the girls. Women, no? The girls the are gr- pretty. Mujeres. 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 Because niñas, well, I, mean, I always think of. But you know kids. what's funny? Like, anyways, never mind. Formal, informal. I don't know. That's probably how they taught us in school. Niñas are little girls. It. You are correct, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. But don't y'all say girls? But I, I, you thing. get you know how you you get pushback when you call everybody girl, right? You know that woman. It's woman. a woman's world. Mujeres. That's right. Last mujeres. That's probably as much. That's probably as much Spanish as we actually used. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a Nina here, by the way. We do have a Nina. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Well, welcome all. Welcome all. Welcome all. I mean, we've been back, and you know, are you ladies back where you all belong? You're gonna do the introductions. Okay. All right. (laughs) Before I go any further, you think we don't act right because you know, since we have not been on this podcast, there has been a war. I keep telling you, ladies, get your shit together and have a regular meetup. But because whenever we don't meet up, shit happens. Well, tennis, um, <laughs> tennis players are playing war now, and then they're giving personal contributions. It's just gone all to shit. Oh, but God. we're here. So before I get any further, let me introduce my co-host. This is with the Mosteses. We have Janina from Foreign Ohio, who actually used her passport. What's going on, girl? <laughs> the letter out of Ohio, much to my chagrin. They let me out. And I'm sure that Jasmine has all the stories. <laughs> I'm sure Jasmine is just like, that bitch never come back outside. Leave her there. Lock the door. Never come out. I think I'm just going to need a little bit like more warning if we go near water again. That's that's all. I just need like a little heads up. You need more warning. You need, you need a taser. Need like a... She's a you bit a wild. Six, that's you need all a six have foot extender. Like... Do not get in my COVID space, okay? <laughs> How are you doing, Janina? I'm good. I am good. That's good Estoy to know. bien. No, gracias. Okay. And we have Andre in facility tennis travel. How are you doing, ma'am? I am doing very good. Um, I think uh, I think the tournament continues to surprise. <laughs> <laughs> On the year, which one? Uh, all these damn tournaments. I can't keep them mm. straight anymore. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have the homosexual of the podcast reels. But today we have a special guest. We have, well, she's been here before. She's been on some of our, like, you know, special episodes, Black Panther, you know, Ooh. Crazy Election. I think she was here for that one too. And we have Jasmine Fior Bianca on Twitter. Hola a todos. Gracias para invitarme. Uh, super podcast show off. <laughs> Who invited her? Who invited her? Like, kick her off. 
Bless. Yeah, I would try these Texas people. Wait, what? Texas people? Like, no. I don't even you know how sh- Texas people don't speak Spanish because what is it two hours away from you? That time I mean, in, in two hours, it is it is Mexico. <laughs> it it yeah it is it is uh yeah I <laughs> I don't know what Texas to this time, I hear Spanish at work every day, so I understand a lot of Spanish even though I don't speak as much. Look at you! Look at you! Coming on on podcast and showing us off. <laughs> I appreciate it. How are you doing, man? <laughs> You know what? When, um, when we get to Paris, we're gonna have an all French podcast. And if you bitch, you can't understand. Whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Forget it. Don't y'all I'll show me up on that. my podcast. I'll just be like Andreen was in Mexico and go, yeah, yeah. We we show totally. I said totally. yes to a lot of things, and then I was yeah. like, what did I say yes to, then? Okay. Yeah. All right. What's going on, Jasmine? How are you? I am fantastic. We got so Andrean, just so you know, we got two blue states here and we got two red, crazy, fucked up states there. So I'll cut we, it out. we are gonna be the voice of reason here. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's not by choice. I mean, jeez. Mm. That's what y'all all said. But we see the numbers, Jasmine. We see the voting numbers. <laughs> it can't y'all can't all be on the complaining. I do what I can, okay? I do want. what I can. Yeah, we didn't vote that way. Mm. I'm doing yeah, my part. We see, we see the numbers, okay? I'm just saying, somebody oh, yeah, could just push that wheelchair down, primary, on, you know. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Someone could just take the brakes off of those wheelchairs. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so no just comment. keep rolling. Rolling into the sunset. The Texan sunset. Oh, but man. anyway, you ladies were out and about in Mexico. And then y'all were like, we're on vacation. And I was just like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on vacation. <laughs> but you, you, you could have been. You could have been. That's not the point, Jasmine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. So you all were in Mexico, Acapulco, living it up at the Acapulco Tennis Tournament, um, which has been downhill since the ladies are not there. So, ooh. I mean, y'all had to endure. <laughs> well, one of us enjoyed. <laughs> Hey, One of us had a really, really good time with the tennis. Yeah, so, it wasn't me. I mean, <laughs> that's not surprising. Well, let's but just spill so, the tea. Let's spill right. the real tea here mm-hmm. about who watched tennis and who did not watch tennis. <laughs> well, there is no tea to spill. It's very clear that I know Andre paid money, got tickets, and watched the tennis. Ding, hmm. ding, ding! Right? <laughs> There's no surprise about that. I will say, first impression, it was definitely harder to... Are you all used to going to tennis towards the end like that? Because that's like... That was my first time going late. No, yeah, yeah, I would never do that. (laughs) That would never be my choice. I've never done that. That was... um, It was was different. Yeah, there's not as much to do because there's only a handful of matches to watch and they usually put them all on the same court. So you don't have the chance to kind of bounce around from court to court. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, I just thought these small tournaments, they ain't nothing. Y'all just right there. Everything is just like... No, they had how many? Four courts? Yeah, they had four. No, three. Three, three big courts and two practice ones. There was only, you know, matches happening on one, maybe two at a time. Mm-hmm. There might have been like the the main big names 
whoever court, was yeah. left um, on the on the show court and then a doubles match simultaneously. But the further you go into the tournament, then you you don't even have that. You've got one match, you know, after another on the same court. So you're just hanging out at one court, or you might be hanging out outside of center court watching on the big screen. That's that's always an option too. I mean, Which and was the primary option of these two. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did I mean, you buy I'll... a ticket, Janina? Yes, we had tickets. We did we... have tickets. Okay. We had to have tickets to get in. Oh, into the arena? Into no, to the, get up. The, the grounds. Yeah. I okay. will tell you that we never sat in our seats, not one time. Nope, sure didn't. Which, which I was fine with. Like, I think. Uh, part of me was still a bit nervous about being in a crowd of that size with COVID mm -hmm. happening, but the tournament at least tried to make people feel safe because they made you test. Like they had a testing facility on site for everyone and you had to have a positive, I mean, a negative COVID test before they would give you a wristband to get into the grounds. They did but a bunch I still, of rapids. Yeah. Um, they but did I one still didn't want to. at 7 o'clock at night, they had to test everybody and their grandmother because. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Listen, that, that was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. It was good that they did it, but the logistics of everything was oh, their, not Their logistics good. all around were F, F minus. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, we what actually got in line to get into the, into the main area of the tournament and then were turned away to go get the COVID test. Like, ideally, you would have that COVID testing station in a location before you even get to the main gates of entry mm -hmm. so that you know that that's happening first. Like we knew that you needed to have a COVID test, but we didn't know where to go to get it. So mm -hmm. we tried to go in and then they're like, well, where's your coat? They give you a wristband for everything. They're like, where's your COVID wristband? Yeah, we don't have it. So then we had to like get out of line and find that and, if it, it was just um, not very well day? set up. We did not have to do it every day. So really, okay. you just got to, you know, make sure you test once and then you're good for the week. They don't care if you get COVID after you've been oh, there. You just can't arrive I with mean, it. Mm -hmm. I see. You can't arrive the first time with, uh, with it. Right. But they didn't put the directionals in front of where the entrance point was. So you pass up the entry lines before you get to all the signage that says, where to go for the testing and it's like this is this is a foot traffic nightmare because you can't see those signs until you have already passed like the ticketing booth and it's like but if you know why would i go that far like i assume that you get tested on the grounds like once you get inside and then you can go like into the arena um yeah it was it was very confusing and and none of the signage was in english it was all spanish which i thought was weird being it tennis and this is an international sport so you would kind of think you might have something in english to direct the people to where they need to go but mm -mm, nope <laughs> well do you need i mean what is it is, is english the international language right so if english is the international language i guess you would default to that but i mean the reality is in the u.s tournaments we have nothing in any other language <laughs> i feel like everything is in english and spanish actually where is there spanish in Cincy? Uh, tournaments yeah are the U.S. Open and no Spanish? No. No, they're, they're, no that's a no. I don't know. I was, you know, I needed that English sign. It would have been helpful. I think the only time they use English is when they're, like, in Asia. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think you default to whatever is local. 
I mean, I think the thing with the um the tournament was part of it is I I didn't know if it was logistically a challenge or was it just because we didn't know things. Like, did people seem to know what they needed to do? <laughs> did other people seem to know where they needed to go, or was it just us? Because I think it's hard to judge since we started so late. We exactly. didn't come in with the crowd at the beginning, so we we felt really out of place. But there were probably people there that had already done this five days ago. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Oh, that makes sense. I will sense, say everyone was there. Like, I mean, the stadium was packed every night. Oh yeah, that place was hopping. Like, I mean, yeah. there were always people on the grounds. There was music playing. People were at the mm -hmm. bars drinking. I mean, there was no shortage of people having a good time. Live entertainment. Okay. Night so I hear all of that. Live entertainment, people pack, and not one of you women brought me a man. <laughs> there were none to bring. Really? None. No, none. No. Mm -mm. no, there was. The only eye candy were the tennis players. That's it. I oh, promise. I don't think so. That's no. not true. No, there, uh, were, there, were, was true. there were eye candy everywhere. I mean, okay, first of all, you y'all were short, so maybe you thought that there was eye candy everywhere. There was no <laughs> eye candy for oh, me except for the tennis players. Want lifesavers candy. <laughs> no, she don't. She want a candy cane. I Fair agree enough. with you, Jasmine. Jasmine uh, wants I a need something cane. that's got some stems. <laughs> okay. I will say though, the biggest issue for I mean, to the point about. Um, seeing all the players. I mean, it's been a while since I've been to a 500, right? And a 500 is so difficult because it does streamline really quickly. By Wednesday, everyone's mm -hmm. gone. And we just kept looking around. I was like, what happened to Benettini? I was like, what happened to this guy? <laughs> oh. Y'all needed was, to I be mean, there. For 500, fast. I think you need to be there early. For, for, yeah, for Grand Slam, I think yeah. you can get there the second week. And be no, I can I just admit right now, maybe it's because of the changing of the guards, but I'm going to first week now. I don't know if my phase <laughs> can last to the second week. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, right, but I mean, like if you are you you're you're there for the for the oldies, right? Yeah, yeah, you were different, but I think for the average person, um, I think you can you, you can get away with being at a major the second week, right? Because it's the better playing players, yeah, right? Better, they, yeah, better. Yeah, fit, yeah. particularly the U.S. Open. Let's say that because it's a war of attrition, basically. There, you know, between. But for the five hundred, I think you gotta be there early, especially when they're not given buys when they have to play. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. when I went to, it depends on the five hundred too. Because um, some are different than others. Because when I went to D.C. last year, Diva Dow played on Wednesday night. He played yeah, Wednesday I think night. he played for the first time. You mean Monday? Yeah, for yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah. They waylaid it. They late. They they delayed his. Well, it depends on how they they they're spreading the draw and the numbers. How they're doing it? I think in Acapulco there are no buys. They no, have to no. He he had one because the tournament started on a Saturday. No, Wasn't he played first round. He they do three round. day first round. Yeah, no, did, that was I mean, qualies. He, he did qualies. They did qualies. Yeah, um, Acapulco does qualies. All tournaments will, will generally have a quality qualification. I love also, though, I will say, in terms of things that I liked about the tournament, I love the evening start. You, yeah. you can really, you can have a whole full day. If, if this is a tournament where you're going to for vacation, it's a really wonderful mix because you can spend all day doing something totally different. And the tournament mm -hmm. doesn't start until six o'clock. 
which is exactly what we did. We spent most of the day like at the beach or doing something else and then still had plenty of time to eat and nap and shower and clean up but and then sleep, go to though, the tournament. You don't get to sleep. We planned I mean, like, it, but we it just yeah, didn't it happen. was planned. I mean, it's planned, okay? But I mean in terms of like your I guess you come back for a nap, but you know, I mean, you're in prime sleeping out. I mean, y'all know I'm a chicken, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're talking about your own sleep schedule but for a for, for someone who's going for a full you can get a full tournament yeah day. so you know I'm only like, doing especially two sets. i don't place. care if it goes to a third <laughs> i'll catch the result when i get up to pee <laughs> i can't i cannot i cannot but i can see why i can see why i don't understand it though but i, I can see why zero's match went until what 4 a.m or something yeah these people yeah, started really how- late Seeing how the everything was set up, you can see why it goes so late into the night. Yeah. I think they could have started at five. I mean, I think that by five o'clock, the sun is low enough that it's not that glaring heat that you have in the middle of the day. So I think six was pushing it a bit. I think they could have actually started earlier. Yeah. And I yeah, also think, I, I think um, Monterey starts Saturday at five o'clock. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I they have a different Saturday time. Saturday Saturday works well. Oh, yeah. I love the Saturday finish. That was really nice because then you feel like you're not rushing to get back home to get back to like your regular every day. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I mean, there were, um, I think the food was a fail, which is a shock. Yeah. That was as well. Mm -hmm. Very disappointing. Especially for Mexico. COVID has not been doing well for food at tennis tournaments. I'm interested in that. Well, the the idea was good. The food court was basically any kind of taco you could imagine under the sun there was all these different taco stations the mm-hmm. problem was the tacos weren't very good yeah then that ain't a station that's just a, trashy. <laughs> a taco trashy. i mean come on now like, my tacos wait. weren't bad i went with a more traditional okay, taco. stop stop honey Listen. you're in mexico you're in mexico the tacos can't be that bad the tacos no, my tacos to be like... were good. My tacos were actually good. Andreen <laughs> went to a station that was labeled, first of all, Oriental instead of Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so you may or may not have been able to pick up a rug. I don't know. But she got duck tacos. I don't know why she got duck tacos at a tennis because tournament. Usually, let me tell you something. I had egg spring roll. Um, uh, I had duck spring roll pretty season. Duck is really good in those I kind mean, of. A... Not, not the kind of tacos you want to get. Listen, <laughs> tell the truth, Andrew. So they ha- they had this beautifully, you know, done up duck that they're cutting up in front. Yes. They make you think you're getting this wonderful piece of yummy, juicy duck, and then you order your duck tacos, and they go in the back, and they get the dry. Out shit. <laughs> it, had no flavor. it had no flavor. I, I mean, and was it was did Jazz get the the shawarma? I got the shawarma tacos, and like I don't know how you have unseasoned shawarma. That just doesn't even make any sense to me. Like it, it was the right color, and it had zero flavor. She was like, "Oh man, this does they not taste like I hope." Uh-uh. They, they had, had a, a pig over a spit, you know. And they, yeah, I mean, they all, made it look really good. It looks good. But yeah. All, the visuals. all that shit was yeah. 3D printed. I'm sure it was 3D printed. <laughs> it was a 3D printed pig on a spin. And I doubt because what they did with all of that food. Where is I that mean, food? That looks so juicy. I was like, you know, and they did it just right. It's like all the advertising, all the advertising tricks right mm-hmm. up front in your 3D face. Printed. And you're like, that's yeah. what I'm getting. 
No. 3D printing. Well, our first night of food, I was at a place called Fisher's, and guess what? They had fish. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I ordered a sandwich, but I ended up with a piece of salmon and a salad, and I was determined to not eat salad in Mexico because that salad was delicious. Well, I'm glad you ate it. (laughs) Yeah, Jasmine and I ended up... Well, Jasmine got a nice fish sandwich, and uh, she took half the bun off and she started going in and then my food came and I was like yeah this isn't what I want so we traded so I had a fish sandwich that I had to eat like a piece of pizza because Jasmine had already destroyed the top bun why are you doing that like but that it, man? but it was actually pretty good and I did taste the salmon and the salmon was good but I didn't listen I was afraid to eat salad in Mexico because I didn't know how they washed it you had all sorts of ideas. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> I mean, you're not thinking it from like a vendor Lord. outside. <laughs> I mean, it didn't point with the taco, so I don't know. Maybe she had yeah, a the tacos were not up to par, which is a real shame. A real shame. Yeah. I don't think we've had any successful food at the tournament. I would have fought. Popcorn was good. Uh, the popcorn the, was good. The ants the really ants enjoyed it. it. Yeah. That was yeah. so disappointing. Jasmine saw gonna, somebody with I popcorn. I am going to call the Mexican Tourism Board and just let them know that these three Thank women you. went to Mexico and said the popcorn was good. And that is a problem. <laughs> that is an <laughs> they incident. They this popcorn. Heads need to be rolled. I mean, jobs box. need to be lost. I mean, something <laughs> needs to happen here. Monumental. Changes this popcorn have to be was served in this giant box enough for seriously 10 people. Like six people. Yeah, for sure. But I'm like Jasmine ate I know. it and ate it and ate it and ate some more. Didn't and it make like a she dent. hadn't eaten any of it. Uh-uh. And we go to sit down and watch the tennis, and then here come the ants. <laughs> and I open up the box, and they had just taken over the popcorn. I'm just so, saying, I don't know how I would feel if someone went anywhere and they said the popcorn was good. I'm just saying, was caramel corn. It was caramel popcorn. It was really good because like some people came and sat next to us outside. And all I could smell was kettle corn. And I was like, damn, that popcorn smells so good. But like, I, I was too like nervous to lean over and be like, yo, where'd you get that popcorn from? Uh, so then the next day I found the popcorn stand and I was so excited. And then that didn't last long. <laughs> but I had to venture out because I was like, I did not come here to watch my tennis on the screen. So I went to go find Feliciana Lopez. And um, I mean, what, is, what, so what else is there to do? Is Nadal is the main headliner. You find Lopez. I, I enjoyed watching. I took Rafa one for the much. team, and I sat next to Jasmine while she watched Rafa. Took one I, for the team. Janina sat there and slept next to me <laughs> while I watched Rafa and listened to her snore. <laughs> Listen, after a long day in the ocean. And you know, <laughs> swimming and being rescued. Yeah, being and... rescued by the lifeguard. Yeah, <laughs> tell them that story. What that had happened? Well, oh my god, you're, you're holding, you're holding so, back so from first, me. So let's just say, let's say the first night, it's an adventure. That's the night that Luciana Lopez like snatched a, a, a losing match, um, and the, yeah, the ladies you're watching were, a doubles match. The doubles match was epic. Epic. Um, you know what? And I wanted to, I, you know, I wish you had come because then it would have just been so nice for you to see like a smaller stadium and the crowd just went 
ridiculously DC. wild. Mm -hmm. It was just insane. Um, and it started getting, you know, they were. I would have been uncomfortable because we were in a pandemic. We're in a whole hologram. Very uncomfortable. I mean, I was very uncomfortable for my Rafa match. I was just like, you people, stop with no, your door, stop with this bullshit. Yeah. We're in a panini. No, there was a guy to my right that I was expecting. He was obviously spitting because he was very loud and he had lots to say. And I was like, okay, well, it's time for me to put my mask on. He's too animated. <laughs> And so, um, but you know, I discovered something about the water in Mexico. It's a battlefield. Oh Lord! Oh jeez! <laughs> jeez! You know, I just came from the Caribbean, where I had a very placid water experience. I was sitting there. My sister and I went into the water. We had plenty of leg leg strength to deal with the water, and then we go to Mexico and. The water is there to beat you up. <laughs> but it's, it's always <laughs> like that on no the Pacific joke. side. It's always like that on the Pacific side because it's not like that at all if you're in Cancun. Oh, my gosh. Look this at water people. said, the I popcorn need to is the best thing in Mexico underwater no, to beat you up. I mean, like, no, the water was great. The water felt good. It was mm. a perfect temperature. You know, we, we got some boogie boards and acted like kids and played in the waves. Oh, man, boogie good. boarding. That was so fun. I mean, the only oh. emergency was the fan. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, apparently I was the only one that suffered the most. I just, from, I just, like, need, the burning I just need to establish for the listeners that this sand is hot. Like first degree burns on your feet. <laughs> Oh, the sand. I will tell you saying the fan. I was just like, no, what? No, no, like, no, okay. no, the sand. Yeah. So we if, if anybody wants pictures of the blisters that I still have on my feet a week later, oh hit God. me up. You so yeah, I mean we were don't share, man. We, we don't do no, that. We don't we do that. Enjoying company. a we leisurely leisurely day sitting down under these tents and we're like, This is great. Let's walk to the water. When you get to the middle and you're trying Horrible to figure out, should I turn back? Should I keep going? Forward? <laughs> Sophie's choice. You're in Sophie's I really choice. I told I them we were going to have to run. And they're like, we're not running anywhere. I said, oh, we're going to run. They're like, why? I said, because the sand is going to be hot. And we start walking. Okay, but there's okay. a difference between hot and like burn your feet hot. Listen, we got about to the middle from where we were stationed to the water. And we took off running. And everybody was running. <laughs> It wasn't pretty. I'm no, sure, sure it wasn't one. pretty. <laughs> but that shit was hot. And I, 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 of course, we were like traditional tourists. Why didn't anyone warn us? Why didn't they put up a sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we, then we suddenly remembered we were American and just were just on this complaining streak. Like, but why I'm did just, they do this? And why did but they I do have that? a question. I'm just simply saying you have the fittest people who are used to marathon and running around. In U.S. Open, in Dubai, and all those hot, humid, crazy places, right? Federer trains in Dubai. He trains in the yeah. desert. And they literally start this tournament at 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> that was some indication that y'all were in hell you know during what? the you day. Know, you know, the funny thing is, it was temperate. Like the, you, I didn't it was, feel it, it was like 85 degrees outside. Yeah, you feel fine, but the sand, I don't know what was going on because there. Because land like, heats up way faster than water. I mean, 
Because I'm sure the water felt amazing. No, the water was actually wonderful. Like it wasn't cool. But man, I just had never experienced that much burning. And then my 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 toes were red and tingly. And of course, Jazz is the one that I guess she has delicate feet because she says <laughs> she gets a pedicure every other day just to you know people. Someone like this girl. I got so much flack from my own family. And even my mom was like, you walk around all the time with socks and shoes on. What made you think you could go to the beach barefoot? I said, I was at the beach. Like, I didn't think that I needed shoes at the beach. No, y'all, it was real. It was real. I mean, for a moment there, I, we were thinking we were going to have to take her to the hospital. That's how bad it was. Um, and then we just, you know, what we learned our lesson was, let's just buy, <laughs> let's, let's, let's wear our sandals for the next time. And yeah. also buy a tent closer to the beach. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The best, the perks, the hotel, the perks of being in a hotel with the players, I think is probably. And again, deal. none of you ladies snatched a man. I mean, we, listen, we had breakfast multiple days with a lovely view of David Ferrer and his family. Not interested, not interested in that. And Feliciano Lopez. Okay. We also ran into. Can I tell you who we went? Who do we? Who do we ran into? The, who did I run into by the elevator? And I was like, wow, he's more attractive than I thought. Taylor American Fritz. player Taylor Fritz. First of all, Taylor Fritz is strapping. Let's just. And he is tall. Yes. Yes, we know that he is very tall and very strapping, and mm. and actually really good looking. I was a little bit taken back. I I have to admit that I, he came out of the elevator. And I was like, hey, which one? Very far one doesn't use a condom, so stay away. I know. Stay oh away. my god, that's what I said. Somebody, I was trying to get, I was trying to get Jasmine to help me with his name, and I was like, the baby daddy. <laughs> well, did you say that in front of him? No, he was already in the elevator by then. <laughs> I couldn't get his name right. I was like, which one's the one that's a baby? Who's got the baby? That's Definitely. not a baby anymore. I'm sure that child is in preschool by now. But it's not kindergarten. He's very attractive. So I mean, it was good. It was like the, every a little bit of an occasional spotting of players. Yeah. Um, the closest I got to Rafa late. was I saw we Carlos Moya people. in the airport. Ah, Carlos Moya. In the I mean, airport. we probably would have seen a lot more if we were there earlier in the week because that was the player hotel. Yeah. Yeah, a version of it or a portion of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it was kind of nice. It's it's I will say the hotel's a little bit of a it's dated. You know? <laughs> I loved it. A little bit of anything. It was it was very clean. I will give it that. It was very clean, but that hotel has not been updated since 1983. And it looks like you step back in time, like you're in Miami Beach, like you're on South Beach in the 80s in, in like a hotel. There is liquor and rattan everywhere. Around. It's just, it's so dated. It's, it's, it's coral, coral oh and God, blue. So dated. Coral and turquoise, I guess, is what you want to call it. So it has the main, charm. The main question is that would you go back? Do you recommend it? And what can they do differently? Well, the first thing they could do differently is um, give you a shuttle that actually takes you to the tournament. Instead <laughs> of a shuttle the, that drops you off in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, we took the hotel shuttle night one um, to the tournament, and he lets us out, and he says the entrance is right up there. And we're like, okay, thank you, bye. And we get out, and we start walking. And then we're still walking. And then we walked later. some more. And we walked, we walked a whole lot more. And we're like, what the fuck? Why are we still walking? And it's hot. And then maybe you've got, 
we were not lost. No, 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 no. It's a pathway. No, they took us halfway, period. They took us halfway. Yeah, they said, yep, they said that. We're going to take you halfway. They didn't actually tell us more. That's some bullshit. It was some bullshit. We didn't take the hotel shuttle anymore. We took a cab. Well, the thing about it, the hotel shuttle, this is a recommended improvement. The hotel shuttle drops you where the players enter. So if they're going to have a shuttle from the air from the hotel, they may as well let you enter at the same spot. Like, you know, maybe have a designated only player entrance, but it's it's literally where the players turn in and conveniently get on the ground. So it's an entry. Oh, it's just so not an entry. You, it's just not a guest dropping, entry. Because he had been dropping off players there earlier. Yeah, but he's not allowed to go further. He's not allowed because basically you're allowed to drive up as close to the entrance as you possibly can and just park your car there. So, but when you I took the Uber, did you yep. get any closer? Yeah, no. The the actually, what was nice about it is, as soon as you exit the tournament, they they, they did manage this very well. It went by fairly quickly, which is they had a taxi line, and then there are these two lovely ladies that just route taxis to you. The taxis come right in front of the gate and then drive you right out. Um, I think, unfortunately, if it's a really popular night, you're probably waiting for two hours in the taxi line, maybe. Oh, yeah, we did wait that long because uh, we didn't get into a taxi until like 1.15 one morning. Yeah. So, yeah, the taxi logistics was a, a big issue right there. I have to say it's hard for me because this this is a new site. This is Jazz and um, Janina experienced a brand new tournament. The The tournament previously was right next to the hotel. So after you left the after you left the tournament, you could turn left and walk five minutes and be back at the hotel. That's how it was in the first time around. So it was the best experience ever. This is a little bit of a logistical nightmare, but it's not that far, right? Like I think um, um, Shum Jets on Twitter, she was staying at a hotel that's a bit closer. She could walk. Yeah, I, I think walked. like the logistical improvements would go, would make this so much better um so i think like given time it'll it will get better because i think it's the venue is nice like it it was very incomplete they still had dirt on the ground in a lot of spots um they still had like what do you call it like the the plastic covering that you just kind of snap into place mm -hmm. so it, it looked very unfinished but i think i think in another year or two they'll have the logistics worked out and they'll be able to do this much better do you think there were bad seats? I mean, I know you all went in briefly and it was odd for you to find your seats, but I think my sense of it is that the tournament um, built up instead of um, out. Yeah. So yeah. it's very steep. I will say Which that. is why we decided actually our seats were steep and up that, that helped make us um, helped us make the decision to sit outside in front of the big screen. Yeah. Because you know, we were high and although the stadium isn't that large, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people it seats, but it's not that big. I mean, it's not a big stadium, but when you're way up there, you feel like you're watching probably, you know, little toys, ants. Yeah. I mean, I think it has a, um, there are no bad seats, but I, but it, I don't think they should have gone. I mean, I guess I was in the second row, so I don't, I was in the second level. Um, so I don't know how it was. Yeah, we would have been on the third level. We yeah. we went up to the third level the first night yeah. um, to try to find our seats. And when we were way up there, I was like, hmm. 
A, Not there's weird. a lot of people in here. B, I'd rather be able to see Rafa better. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. like I'm the only Rafa fan in this group. <laughs> so I really just wanted to As you a should better be. view. And hey. you didn't hey. say thank you for being invited. <laughs> You know, I mean, I will say that that was a tricky piece of the tournament for me from a personal perspective was I liked all the young players that were there. And it was kind of a shame that they didn't last at all to the end of the week. But I think the tournament itself was so happy because yeah. they, they just love the Spanish players there. Well, the, um, and the vibe on the grounds, like the people that were actually physically there, everybody was having a good time. I mean, mm -hmm. you could you could tell everybody. Well, there was one couple that we ran into that was having a horrible time. But um, <laughs> I will say this is the first time like I went to a tournament for like a prolonged period with people. So it was the first time I actually got to have like a grounds experience at a tennis mm -hmm. tournament, which I, I don't do like if I'm by myself. It's kind of like I just bounce around from match to match. Mm -hmm. So being able to like hang out at the food court or like go and get a beer and sit out in those comfy chairs in front of the big screen. Like that is all stuff that I've never done before at a tournament. So I definitely enjoyed the grounds experience at this tournament. Um, and I think for people that kind of want to get out and just like do a tournament for the first time, it's small enough that if you mm. can get past the language barrier, get past the logistics, um, it's, it's small and intimate enough that you can't get lost. It's literally a circle. Um, <laughs> And it's like one way in, one way out. So like your your muster points are going to be much easier if you do happen to go with people and you guys kind of lose each other. It's um, so I think it's it's a a nice starter for someone looking to go to a tournament for the. First and you know time. what, <clears throat> I want to say everything was so clean. Everything yeah. was so were, clean. Yeah, no trash on the ground. No, no trash. The bathrooms were spotless. Yeah. I felt sad for the woman who was in the bathroom because every time I went there, it was the same woman still cleaning that floor. But you know what? They were on top of it. There was nothing out of place. Mm -hmm. Everything was really, really clean and up kept. It was, yeah. it was really nice to see. One, okay. One, one really annoying thing everywhere. Oh yeah. And one really annoying thing was uh, they let you smoke anywhere, which I oh, found yeah, that, that's very weird. Yeah. It was like, as long and it's an like you could not smoke inside the stadium, but like everywhere else on the grounds, like you could smoke. So it was uncomfortable being around all of all of the cigarette smoke. But again, like everything was still really clean. You didn't see people like throwing their cigarette butts on the ground or anything like that either. Yeah, but I guess all having um, an amazing time. Of the five, I mean, Janina, you've been to Jazz. You, have you been to any other five hundreds? Um. Is Auckland a 500? I think so. I think I, so I've been to Auckland, and then the Houston tournament is really small. Houston is a 250, so I've been to a 250, a 500, and a slam. I've never been to a Masters. Ooh, I've not been to a 500, Yeah, but Auckland's I didn't find it. You went to, to a 500 be... this week. Last well, week I mean, before that, I, oh. I don't have another 500 to compare it to. How does it compare to Cincy for you, for people who've been to Cincy, Janina? Um, I would say that it's a smaller version of Cincy, you know, mm -hmm. intimate, same type of stuff, always something else to do, um, you know, with live music. Um, they had the the Disney setup, the National Geographic setup. They did have that one place that we didn't go see that 
it kind of looked like it was secluded and mm -hmm. not for everyone, but we found out last minute that it actually was. And they had a party after the tournament was over that was open to everyone. We didn't go, um, but that was nice. You know, something, it, it was an option. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it, it's a smaller Cincy for sure. Yeah, I think the thing I like about the Saturday clothes is that they really embrace the party vibe. Yeah. It's a party. It's a party. It's not, it's a party every evening. And, you know, the top player is playing at eight o'clock tonight. So whoever is going to be the top seed, they're going to get, they got to get used to an eight o'clock start for their matches. Mm -hmm. so you're there to give people a good time. I think the closest thing I've been to is, it's not the same, but a little bit like, the hollow tournament with Federer, like Federer is the top, the top player, regardless of what his seating is. And he always plays the eight o'clock slot. And it was very much like people came out. It was the event, right? Yeah. I will say that people showed up for the eight o'clock match. Like there was a marketable difference between any early starting matches, your tennis faithful showed up, but you could tell people were entering the grounds to see the Rafa match. Mm -hmm. It was their evening outing. <laughs> and there were p places to hang out. That's just like every other tennis tournament. The people who don't go to watch the tennis, who just go to be seen in their high for heels sure. and, you know, <laughs> just sit and pay for the expensive drinks and <laughs> you just so want to socialize. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I there was plenty of that. Tournament. I think it's a good tournament for, I think it's, you know, I can see, I can see why it's become so popular, especially since they turned to, they returned to like a hard, or they came, they changed hard courts. It's like I said, was it two hours from you, Jazz? Two hours from the Texans? It was, yeah, it was a two hour and 20 minute flight for me. Yeah. And realistically from people from LA, it's like a three hour to Mexico city and then an, an, an additional hour or so to Acapulco. So that all in all, like a very easy tournament to get to very easy to negotiate 20 minutes from 15 minutes from the airport. Um, beautiful, like really easy. I like it. I mean, I, I just, I plan on going back. Um, but I think my only thing is, um, maybe, maybe, maybe adding an additional day or so, maybe getting there Tuesday, Tuesday ish to get. Yeah. I think I, if I go back, I would wait two years and then I'd go back for the first weekend instead. Yeah. Why is she so precise? I will wait two years. <laughs> well, yeah, I really want them to have a chance to work out their logistics. Mm. Well, seeing as I didn't watch that much tennis, the beach was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were there for what? We did three nights of tennis. I saw one night. That's close to me. Why are we surprised? <laughs> well, I was tired. <laughs> Oh my god! You stayed awake one night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, sitting next to Janina when she started sleep. There, first of all, she was not the only person sleeping in those little comfortable chairs. There was a I ton of people. We'll give sleeping. her that. There were yeah. a lot of people that fell asleep in those chairs. Uh, but people kept looking at me when she would be snoring. Like, aren't you going to wake her up? And I'd be like, mm, No, she looks comfortable. I'm going <laughs> to let her have her little nap. <laughs> so, for those who did see the tennis. Mm -hmm. Andreen, <laughs> what did you think? Um, you know, I think, I think the doubles match was the best match. 
The doubles matches were tight. I mean, ladies. It was the best thing that that mm. happened there. There wasn't a surprise. I mean, I think while the while the fans were jubilant about Rafa, it was not a compelling it was not a compelling tournament from a tennis perspective. Who did he play um, in the final? Cam Nori? Cam Nori. Cam Nori, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I think people expected more from Daniel Medvedev. And I think actually when you think about the crowd for that versus the Australian Open, I think the crowds were into it. They were clearly Rafa fans, but some people tried to give him some love. Um, but he just wasn't up for it. You know, he seemed to give up on the match midway through. Him um, and just, um Paz. Yep. They both did. They both Cici had no that, like it, I didn't expect Paz to lose to Cam Nori. Yep. The boy has not been right since the French Open. Nobody's listening to me, but I'm just saying. Well, you know, he, just, he, he just seems out of ideas. You know what I mean? Cam Norrie. I mean, and even Cam Norrie with the final, I think he tried. Like he he tried to keep it competitive. I mean, there was just he just didn't have the game for Rafa. But I think at times he tried to you know try to swing it one way or the other. But it was a there was a sense of inevitability to the whole. The whole outcome of the Rafa match. made it cute. Seven. He didn't make it a six one and two. Cam Nori bageled a guy the um one of the nights that we were there. We didn't stay for that match. We left before that match finished, but I think he bageled that guy I mean, in the second set. Yeah. And just so, just in case y'all are wondering how Cam Nori is here, his coach won ATP coach of the year. I mean, <laughs> Well, listen. I, I mean, I will, I, people. I, I will fully confess. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what the tournament is going to be like for um, the resident bad boy, which is um, Alex Sarah, because that this is the tournament that people have loved him in, and they paid him a lot of appearance fees. I'd love he to figure out the Davis what, Cup. No, he put German well, in the next well, round. Yeah, he's fine with German. But I was just curious. I was like, when now that he was defaulted, did he lose the money? Did Did you get to give back the appearance fee when you default from a tournament? Doubt we don't it. know. No. Well, that was um that was a shit show for me personally. Sasha, you were stupid. Um but... <laughs> I mean I have to say, and I'm gonna say this again, and I I what? this is the thing I do not like about tennis. What Sasha what? did is stupid. I mean, I wish an umpire would kick somebody in the face. Just yep. just kick him in the face. Because I know these boys. <laughs> <laughs> They're not about that life. They're really not about that life. I know. Just like, kick him in the face, the and then he will be like, oh, my God, what's going on here? But <laughs> putting that aside, tennis really and truly have to deal with this shit. What's it? It's like bad umpiring. I mean, like, you have a wall of, like, betting and game fixing, matching, whatever. And, you know, we have Hawkeye and all this shit, which is like, but there are a lot of issues that the umpire world is really final, and that is really insane. It's it's not a good idea. It's not a good it's idea. It's not a good me, idea at all. Like, yeah, you listen. If it is a failure, you can't get that back. And that's that's money. That's money locked in your account. It was a dumb doubles match, but that's probably the furthest his doubles partner was going to go. I mean, I just think, and I guess the fact for me is like, yes, it was horrible that he beat that thing, but I feel like we've seen people beat the umpire. Oh, I mean. Thing we've ever seen, but I get it. I get that um, Sasha is like persona non grata. So, but I think one of the things that's weird to me about it is that that is a distraction from the reality of what does it mean when an umpire has a bad call? Who's willing to come in and override, overrule the umpire? Very rarely does that happen, and you're it, kind of screwed. It doesn't happen. Is it not very rarely? It doesn't happen. 
like whatever the umpire says, you call the tournament director, you call him, and he's just gonna look to the man and be like, That's that. (laughs) It is so, and you know what is so crazy is because the incident that brought Hawkeye into being, which was Mariana Alvin. Yeah. That just the shows one that everybody make. loves, and right? You need more than Hawkeye for that shit because yeah. the balls were so clearly in that you knew she was on some other shit. That this was not human error. Well, this was deliberate <laughs> match fixing. Well, oh, that's the part of it that I think is so weird is the match fixing element. It is the one part of tennis where you can you can really legitimately mm-hmm. cheat in front of everyone if mm-hmm. you want to. You could turn an entire match with a bad call. And we we are not even we there's no way to hold you accountable. There's no challenge to that. That's right. really creepy to me. It's such a clear opening. <laughs> and even when there is an error, the case in every single sport. But no, think? no, there are things that we can no. if, if there is a bad call, there is a third umpire, like in cricket, there's like a yep. video review in football. You can yep. review these things. I mean, I'm not saying that there's not bad officiated, but what but there is we see the same dude next week. Yeah, in tennis, that person sitting in the chair, that's it. If it's football, you've got the referees going off, like NFL football, I'm talking, and also soccer football. If soccer a, just instituted a replay though that's but it's recent. here but it's there right so you have that option to go look at it but while the referees on the field are looking at it you've also got people behind the scenes looking at it and there is a possibility for them to intervene the people who are not physically there at the match to intervene and say you know this is the rule this is how it should be interpreted this is what we saw because tennis doesn't almost, have that. It's it's almost there anyway. Because if the video review doesn't show, the Hawkeye people calls the umpire and tell the umpire what the call was. Yep. So there are people behind the scenes who are making it happen. And even, but they don't um, have Hawkeye at the smaller tournaments. They because they had a review play thing, a challenge here at in Acapulco, but it was not Hawkeye. It wasn't official either. Yeah. But, but, but that, that's what I'm talking about. Like how are you are having these tournaments playing for real money, real points? And have this haphazard shit like, oh, Hawkeye's only on the main court, but not outside. What? What is this? And then the other thing is that the umpire can't. If the umpire was gonna defer to the umpire, he can't be that bad at his job when the ball is on his side. Like he can't miss those calls. <laughs> he can't then say some shit like, "What I love about tennis is that he would say umpires, I didn't see." Okay, you're right. I can't say you see that so you need to. But it is your job to be seen, though. <laughs> like, what were you looking at? Like, you know, this is the kind of thing that, and that I said, Andrini, it affects the match. And there is no course corrective for this thing. This person comes back another match and they get this. And this cannot be fixed, even when we see there is an error in judgment, when we can go back and say, oh my God, that wasn't the case. The ball bounced twice, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, I don't understand this. Why? And again, I'm going to put it on players. It's like, y'all are, y'all are in these moments. Y'all need to be advocating for these things. Like, well, how this can is you your not, sport. though? But, I mean, this is the thing. The thing that happened with that incident is the incident became about policing Zara's behavior. It wasn't about any structural reasons why this was set up poorly for everyone, even the umpire, because the umpire should have some um, some ability to protect him or, him or herself, right? But also... Right. They should have some recourse for them to say, you know what, if an error has been made, 
here is where I, you know, somebody else is above me. But I mean, I think it, it, you know, behooves everyone to have some kind of mechanism in place. But really, this is every person for themselves, right? The umpire is out there. Yeah, Good he luck. has to advocate and, for himself. And yeah, he knows. And so and do that, the players. <laughs> but, and the other thing that is so frustrating about this process for players is that there is no point going in the press room and have this conversation. You got to literally leave that shit out on the court. You have to let your shit Yeah, that's what they do. They tell because you. that they is the only recourse you have. Nothing is no, going to be No, and I don't like changed. it. I don't like it. So you have to let your frustration your... out literally there. And again, this I mean, is... This I don't like it. I don't like the idea. I mean, I mean I'm not saying that they that must, but I mean like, self-control. The whole idea right, but is in that you moment. should have some self-control when somebody gets something wrong, which is the umpire represents the tournament, right? Ultimately. Mm-hmm. That person is like a shorthand for the tournament. So if that person gets the call wrong, it's your job basically as a player to suck it up and have self-control. Now that's fine because points, you know, change on a dime. But what if the entire match match changes on Yeah. That? Because I don't like that thing when people say, like, it evens out. Motherfucker, no. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. even out. Because tennis is literally every point matters, right? Every point matters. Especially the tie break. So it I definitely mean, doesn't even exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> like when that shit happened to Venus in, 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 um, in Wimbledon. Like what? Like you can't be that bad. And then what's even worse is when we all can see the straight that's going on. Like something is wrong here. And like, oh, no, we can't say anything. It's just like, come on, tennis. We could do better than that. And that, and and this is in no means making an excuse for Zarev. This is about we see this shit happens all the time because what Zarev did was nothing new to Pliskova, right? And everybody um, showed oh, everybody great to Pliskova. Like Pliskova was totally everywhere exactly. WT <laughs> literally. The WT insiders and everybody rallied around and said, oh, we can't talk about this. Like, what did they say? She got an undisclosed fine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they and never, they, ever disclosed what the amount of the fine was. The situation. Was and all the WT warriors out here, most of them, they didn't say shit. It felt like a dominance play. Everyone really received it as some sort of power move. Because you know that whatever... Because of the gendered nature of the way sometimes we do with this thing, if a woman does something that a man does, it's affirming of a certain mm-hmm. kind of worldview, which I think is really problematic, but that's okay. Do you in that feminism walk? But like, I do think that there's this element where it was like, yeah, she was a badass. She was a badass. And she I was, was like, non really? At least she had some feelings being non robotic, but I mean, I like, mean, that she was the whole damaged point property and almost hurt somebody. But I mean, but I just think it was strange. I just think that it was a mixed signal. Was she threatening the umpire? Nobody perceives her as a threat because, again, she's a guest. She put a hole in the the ad on the side of the umpire chair. As a white woman, she wasn't seen as threatening, right? Um, But obviously, Zarev is perceived as threatening, partially because of his history, right? Because of his quote-unquote violent history. Because I think if Andy Murray had done that, they wouldn't have thought the same thing of him. Andy Murray had actually, Andy Murray hit a ball at an umpire. Of course. But again, it's all about your perception of that person and Mm -hmm. the threat that person is perceived to possess. The same activity is not deemed as threatening. Sasha, it's threatening because he has a domestic violence thing going, and people have people mm-hmm. want the ATP to do things about him. But yeah, but the same male, thing happened with uh, Dennis Shapovalov, yeah. because he broke an umpire's uh, orbital bone once, 
And so when he had that outburst, what was it, late last year, yeah. everybody was like, oh, is this normal for him? And everybody else was like, uh, yeah, he broke it's a guy's face. Before. But the funny yeah. thing is that I mean? he but caused like, real damage to an umpire. Everybody was willing to show him grace. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is what I'm saying. The whole thing is problematic because they're upset with Sasha because of the history. So be upset with him for the history. I think that's a legitimate reason. Fine, do that. But don't pretend that you have a problem with what happened with the umpire. Because you wouldn't if it was somebody different. You just wouldn't because you would perceive them Bingo. as non-threatening. You would just be like, oh, well, that's just them blowing off steam. And yep. la, 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 la. But because somehow or another the narrative is written down that Sasha is some monster. Bad boy. Whatever, bad boy. He's your bad boy, which he is or isn't. Do what you want to do with that. But you can't have your choices about how you talk about this based on whether this person is perceived to be a villain or not. Mm-hmm. It's the same activity. Now, Bandy and people were apologetic when he literally he made a guy bleed. Somebody. Yes, like that literally <laughs> happened. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, because also they were upset because they ended a match that looked like it was about to turn. You know, nobody likes you to stop a match. But I'm just saying it's like you give people grace depending on who they are. And I saw the I think police I saw, was involved in that situation and then they quickly they, they, they turned like, we need something to be done with Sasha. I have to ask you, what else should be done? What's the parameters here? What's so different about this? He's he was fined. That's your that's all you guys ever do. Kapliskaba has an undisclosed fine. So what is this thing that you want to happen to Sasha? And you find Sasha forty thousand dollars, which is a very steep for tennis. And and defaulted and all of that. I don't care, but I'm just saying measure the thing out. Like, what do you guys want? You're upset that the ATP has not done anything about the domestic violence charge. Use your platform for that. But don't use this selective, because I have a feeling that at the end of the day, your selective outrage is going to ricochet back on players that you deem dangerous. Oh, and it doesn't I take mean, very far. It has already. We have, I mean, we literally had Nole, and no man was calling for Nole to be banned in tennis. <laughs> in tennis, exactly. No one was calling that. And that I, I get nervous because I know that it's going to be the black and the brown players. Of course. Mm-hmm. Serena raises her voice. She's never th- so. like hit at an umpire or anything like that, but she raises her voice and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and I just think it's like, stop with the question about harm. You don't care about those umpires because you laugh it off if it's a person you like. And you, and you haven't written about them being paid any real money because they don't make money. <laughs> You don't, oh, care, you don't about care about them. them being paid anyway. Listen, you don't care about tennis them. has an entire volunteer league to get its job done. No matter how much money a tournament makes, they still the lion's share of the work is being done by volunteers. So I don't really know what anyone talks about in terms of prices and costs and all that. I just think it's weird. And I just want people to admit that what's going on is you all are not using your platform <laughs> to push the ATP to stand for anything. And the ATP is worried about cashing checks. But I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on there. But let's not pretend that this outrage. I, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to nurse this for the next three months. I need. We people need Sasha to be kicked out of tournaments. I don't know what you're gonna want. What do you want to happen? Tell me. I don't think there's ever. I don't think there's any action that can be done that will satisfy people at this moment. I think this and is. I low, think you low should low ask low. that question. I think this is low hanging fruit. As what's always, the lowest hanging can... fruit? For tennis to pray the pick at. I mean, I've read all of the things that they said you should read. Um, I don't know what investigation they expect WTATP to do when apparently the girl has told her story. 
right? This well, it has nothing story. to do with that. I just think that maybe and, we have to say that you want to revisit some sort of, um, you want to create some tribunal of some sort. So you should do that. People should do that. Like, I don't understand how you intend to engage this long term. Like, I think people should decide what they want to have done. But this is not a, but, 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 but Andre, now, you know how tennis works, right? <laughs> it's not about having a proper system in place, right? It's because whatever system, if you put a real system in place, you have to do real work, right? Like and the tennis integrity unit, right? Which is underfunded, so. understaffed. I know I knows how it really works, right? Then you know some shit comes up and we just be like, "You're investigating this and like left so many things by the wayside." Like, Where do you draw the line with that though? If they're going to start investigating that kind of stuff, like then are players responsible for what their coaches do? Because at that point, is John Isner supposed to get blowback because Justin Gimblestop beats his wife? I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I think this is the question that people have to ask themselves. I don't know. I don't know the extent to which other leagues deal with this well. It doesn't seem to me that other leagues do it well. But what I think people really want is to police players. And I think that we should be very nervous about anyone wanting to go down a road where you inject a kind of policing function here. And I just don't know what, I don't know what the expectations are. Like, I think usually what, what do you usually do with players, right? If it's a police, if it's like a morality clause, like does the ATP if it's the NFL, you don't do anything. Well, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like you're like, well, uh, and they re- and they put their hands on those wives. They put their hands, and there was no dispute. And there's, that. I they, mean, video proof of it, and they yeah, all they horrible. do is get traded to another team. Like th- these leagues don't give a shit about women. This has nothing to do with Zverev and his alleged uh, assault of his ex girlfriend. It's someone somewhere doesn't like him, but they don't have a reason to exclude him from the group and so it's like oh look he misbehaved let's drag this out as long as we can but like i mean they don't they don't care about the background story they can't possibly care about the background story because there's too much of it everywhere else well i just wish they would do something about it to me i'm tired of hearing about it like what do you want to do if you want him suspended then you come up with a reason to suspend him you make the case and then have him be suspended but then if he's suspended and he comes back then what do you want to have happen there I mean, maybe you just want him to be suspended, and I guess that's okay. But I don't think they're prepared to do that. And so I think we're going to be doing this dance for a while. I don't think they have any grunts to do that, by the way. <laughs> that's just the other well, issue. With, well, I, which, think that's what the, I think that's the issue for them is that they don't have a legal ground to stand on. It's a moral issue for them at this point because there's no legal case, right? Yeah, and because so at that point, they would, have to, they would have to assume his intent because, like, now, Bandian actually hurt someone. Djokovic hurt someone. Shapovalov hurt someone. All of those things were incidental, right? It was like, I didn't mean to. I was not aiming for. That was not my intent. But with Zverev and Pliskova, like, you hit the umpire chair with the umpire still in it. So unless they start or unless they plan to start policing the actual intent of the situation, I don't see how you can differentiate. The, well, I know how the they'll axe. differentiate. They'll differentiate whether they like you or not. Mm. So good luck with that. I mean, that, that, that's no. that. But I mean, also in line with the, um, I think more in line with the alleged domestic dispute, domestic violence dispute um, issue, they don't have any legal grounds to do anything about it. You know, there, there is, I mean, and here's the thing, she hasn't gone to the police. So. Well, it's also just, it's also really uncomfortable for me because I, I mean, I'm thinking about work, like what happens when at your job, right? Like what happens at your job 
does your job have a right to come in and tell and, and expect to do things to you based on what happens in your personal life? Yep. That's just really strange, right? Unless there's a legal case. But tennis no... doesn't. I, I mean, tennis. Well, but that happens all the you... time now, though. Like, people get fired all the time for shit that they say on Twitter. No, but that's different because you are putting that. I mean, you represent your brand. I think that's the question, right? right? Like, are you up? Are you perceived to be at work when you're on Twitter? I, I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I actually do wonder about it. I do worry and wonder at the same time about what is the recourse here. I think they should come up with some. I mean, I think the expectation is that you're um, the only the only avenue right now for punishment is your sponsors, right? That's what they expected to happen for Djokovic. Like they expected his sponsors to punish him. And his sponsors were like, well, we don't really care. And then, yeah. so therefore, there's no punishment. <laughs> Literally. So, yep. so, so your sponsor is basically your moral arbiter. I guess the question is, does should the ATP have a moral or some sort of moral statement that holds players accountable? Because they are mm-hmm. representing the tour. I mean, and well, I think there's a there's a potentially a case to be made for that, right? Like while you are at work or while you are at a tournament, you represent the tour. And so anything that you do while you are at work is a reflection of the tournament and is a reflection of the organization. That sounds like the, that sounds like a, a tack that you could take. But I think the makeshift players in... council might have something to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, it will. Because, <laughs> because sure there's the thing, because in his situation, from what the report is, how does he now have to go plea his relationship at work? You know, give the well, I mean, regardless. I do think that this is a bigger question about how do you hold people accountable for bringing, um, maybe bringing some sort of um, shame to the brand, bringing some, um, some, some color to the, some, some shameful kind of. I mean, this is all an optics question. But also, I really um, don't actually think anyone cares about what happened. But I what about when um, people are malicious? And I'm, and I'm just saying that just to be the devil's advocate here in a situation like this. Please what don't if it's be a not the advocate? You know, they no, know the, but, the but, devil don't need. But no, what, <laughs> what if it's not domestic violence situation? What if you know, Feliciana Lopez and I are going out, and you I decided, me? you know what? I see him talking to somebody else and I decided to say some bullshit that you know but he was doing something. I saw him doing coke. What happens to a situation like that? Right? Do do they quickly move in because I had made the accusation? Well, I think that's the issue for them is I think they don't know what their boundaries are and so they're choosing not to have any. But they probably need to have one. Well, You're taking players all over the world. I mean, we were quick to decide what was appropriate or not appropriate around Djokovic's behavior, right? In terms of the Adriatic tour, the COVID well, tour. Well, that was a public menace. I, mean, I know. I mean, but it was a clear. But I mean, but you could say the same thing. The ATP Russia, didn't right? do anything to That's him at people, all. Like, I mean, they didn't care. No, the ATP was... itself didn't do anything. Right? There was actually no. He he just received negative public attention. That was it. The ATP actually didn't intervene. Ah, uh, no, the but ATP that wasn't an ATP sanctioned said, event, right? But they were playing tennis and representing the ATP. It was ATP players. Mm, they were I out mean, of players, the thing. but they were like on their free the time. That was not an ATP everything. thing. Yeah, that was their own thing. I mean, what I ATP think that one is a little bit different. That's like you're you're throwing a party and like a whole bunch of famous people come to your party, but like they're not at work. Like you just threw a personal but party and invited party, your though. friends. But you you were there. You were you were there. Yes, it wasn't an ATB brand, branded event. It's kind of like the first year of the Labor Cup. It wasn't a mm-hmm. branded event, 
but you're in you're in fact representing the sport. You're playing tennis, right? You're 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 acknowledging yourself as the number one player. Like all of the players that were chosen were also your colleagues. In some sense, it's a reflection of the tour, whether it's a branded event, whether it's a specific and legally bound event, you're still actually representing the tour, right? And I think people said optically it didn't look good, but nobody, but to, to the extent that we wanted to hold anyone accountable, it was really difficult. You just held well, Novak accountable, I think. So you're saying basically, so once you sign up for the tennis ATP, ATP can be, we, we are advocating not we're advocating like a little bit. You're but there is, them. But you're, tennis, you're, it's, you're an extension of their brand in some mm, ways. But tennis has you? control over your whole life, though. Not over your life, but you're playing tennis in that moment. That's what well, you were doing. Nonetheless, yeah, but as an I mean, individual. It, but as an individual, because he was organizing. I mean, because half of the shit which was happening didn't even happen on a tennis court. They went everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? They went to the clubs. Go- yeah, or like when basketball players organize golf tournaments, like that has nothing to do with the NBA. So what happens there? It's not a reflection the... on the NBA, though. It's a reflection on an individual, but not the league. Oh, I mean, it it is. It lightly what... is though. It lightly is though. Come what Andrina is saying. Let's let's, let's be real. Listen, if if you any one of us here goes out and does something that causes a lot of negative attention, you know that your employer can be like, yeah, we don't want that here because you represent us. Even though it was outside of work, it wasn't a work function or whatever, you can get in trouble. That's what she's saying. And that's a reality of everybody's job. You have to be careful. if I was working. I was not working for the ATP, but I was tennising. Tennising You know what I mean? It's It's the associated thing. I was tennising. So it was, you know, and I don't think anyone didn't know that the Adriatic Tour or whatever that tour isn't ATP sanctioned. You know what I mean? It, it In your mind, it could loosely be sanctioned. You didn't know it wasn't, but it could be perceived that way. I just think I'm trying to figure out when, I do think that with the Sasha behavior, those things were happening on tennis grounds. So I think they have more, they even have more of a legitimate claim to do something and to, and to take a stand and to say something. But I think the problem is they can't say anything because then they'd have to say it. They'd have to say a For lot of everybody. things about a lot of players. Yeah, that's because the problem. a lot of things yes. goes on. Yeah. So stop picking. Stop. Stop picking on Sasha because he's got this looming domestic violence case and he hit an umpire's chair. Uh, meanwhile, the no, pays was unless unless you're going to pick on everybody. That's the point here. You well, gotta no, treat I mean, people. I just gotta but you gotta treat people equally. Is. Right. Well, you, I mean, it, I don't you know need about to that. have. Sasha does have a legitimate case, but I mean, the question for me is when? When are you going to actually establish what the rules are so that we all know where the line is? Like, I think right. the line is hitting so, an umpire. I even got Yeah, like the line is the intent, right? Like, well, intent I mean, is the line. When we, remember when we read up about the the Brian Brothers case at the U.S. Open mm-hmm. years ago? Yep. He physically threatened an umpire. He I don't know why those people threatened. were not in jail. No, he hit an umpire. They, Wait, are they, you sure? I thought it was absolutely. And the no. reason, yes, he did. He hit an umpire. Oh, no, he was fined ten thousand dollars. And the reason why we didn't hear about it was because, first of all, that was the same year that Federer said, "I fucking talk when I want to talk." And then there was some more Serena garbage. But it happened off camera on a smaller court, so nobody fucking saw it. Nobody mm. saw it, so but nobody he went, cared. One of them went after an umpire after the match. 
Yeah, that's why the that's what happened. That's the piece that I remember reading because I was thinking to myself, how come yes, we didn't get any he, coverage about that? That was he so went. I, I think the other one. I think whatever incident may have happened, and I tennis world. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it wasn't even the original person. But there was some dust up on the court. Some whatever happened, call of course, and then the other one went after the umpire after the match like scuffled him up and grabbed him and whatever and i was just like there was real intent there was real i mean like you had crossed the freaking line it was one thing if in the heat of the moment on the court that you had reached for the man which is inappropriate and wrong and all kind of thing but you let that shit fester after the locker after the locker room and went after this dude because you were that showed your intent was to hurt this guy there was no more conversations to be had because any conversation that you wanted to have should have been had on the court and if you were wanting to have more conversations you need to go above this dude now you need to go above his head speak to the manager or whoever is there but that you met this you went after this dude physically that mean you wanted to fight this dude you wanted to hurt this dude nothing else there was no more so to me that was a situation where atp had to really step in and really be and then call the police because this guy, all umpires should have stand up and say something. But again, that is that is that is not low hanging fruit. That is fruit that you have to literally climb the tree and get at. You have to <laughs> do some lot. real work. You have to do some real work. Again, like you pointed out, I think Sasha. Again, what we I mean, were doing. Only, I think he's fine. He's crazy, and he needs to control himself. And right, but we, but but we, himself. but if they're looking to, if they're looking to punish this dude. Which again, remember the situation came up with Nick, right? They told Nick he needed to go get psychiatric help when he's on tour. And then they couldn't apply that shit to other people anymore, right? <laughs> they couldn't apply because that was just a thing that they carved out just for Nick. And then we see other crazy shit happening on court, and then no one's saying that. They're not telling Sasha he needs to go get um, psychiatric help. No one's saying to Sasha he needs to get therapy. I mean, he might need some anger management, but I mean, again, I'm not we saying don't he don't, but I'm just people, simply saying we that don't conversation treat people did not equally. come up. We do not punish them equally. We do not find them equally. We do not judge them equally in tennis. This never happens ever. No. Even but though there are you, the rules are actually very clear when it comes to how you behave with an umpire. So it's not even a question of the rules. It's a question of how the rules get enforced depending on who's breaking them. Period. And that needs to stop. Well, I think it, 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 the difference here is that Sasha got lawyers. And they work oh, for his money. Oh, Lord. Just All right. Me. Let's wrap it up. Anyway, we're wrapping well, it up. So, um, Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see if there will be any um, uh, kicking players out of the out of the tour for a, a, a brief spell. Um, we'll see if that comes down. I don't think it will because there's nothing to stand on. Mm -hmm. um, but I think probably someone should think about what to do about that. Are we going to um, see another episode of the bad romance between Mari and Lendo? I mean, <laughs> I just need that shit. I love it though, but you know what? Lendo's like, this dude wants some money. I, I, I'll take your money, honey. I'll take your money. That's what Lendo said. I'll take your money. <laughs> I just feel like I'll take I your money Lendo and raise you two bionic hips. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, as I said on Twitter, and all that final was like I could have scraped that final out too. <laughs> None of these kids are ready to take it. Again, too. Again, too. The French Open, love. No, Medvedev. He was like, Medvedev ain't ready for baseball. 
<laughs> but but the thing about it, Andy would not have gotten even any set from 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 Nadal. Are we not even having that well, he conversation? Wasn't, he wasn't expecting to play Nadal. He's expecting to play one of these little kids. That's what he. Yep. Oh, that's what. Oh, girl, no. Well, yeah, no. he's expecting to get no. one of these kids in the final. Felix ain't getting... nervous over you, boo. If Felix <laughs> ain't getting the jitters over you, I don't know who you think you're running through. I, Anybody I admire it. I admire it. Go for it. I admire Linda most of Kim, all. Kim, Kim, I me. think you need to go get. You need to go either go get your husband. I think about getting a divorce um, settlement because this man don't mind She's got seventeen kids. She ain't going nowhere. Seventeen kids. Well, she needs. I, to, I mean, that no, doesn't like milk cost that much money in London. Is it that the issue, Maria? Don't need the money. Listen, I mean, leave him alone. He listen, said, "If everybody else can do it, I can do it too." Yes, and if Leighton Hewitt can play with his 84 kids, he's like Philip Rivers. Like he's got so <laughs> many freaking kids, I and want he's got he doesn't even have a up. real joint mm. left in his body. All of his joints are bionic at this point. Okay, I want y'all to tell me the last time y'all remember Leighton Hewitt doing anything of substance. I'll never. Wait. I mean, never. she said never. He keeps it going. He keeps it going. I mean, listen, yes. I, I didn't I mean, think that Andy Murray was going to be the new Leighton, but what are we going to do? Listen, let, let I mean, I did doubt that was not on my bingo card. That was not on my bingo card at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I just like that Linda's like, I'm going to cash your check, honey. So give it look, to me. <laughs> I want to see that. Hope for fans is that our faves don't go out like that. Like, when, when, when you are going out first round, first round, first round, first round, retire. Like, this is ridiculous. But you, my favorite all hate, my favorite all living their best life, showing up at events. I mean, you know. they're not even showing up at the tournament. They're just showing I up mean, on, and, and modeling. Someone and said, um, got in this. "Listen, Venus someone posted said, a picture on Instagram today, and I had to scroll by that thing twice. I was like, God damn, Venus looks amazing.'" Venus is someone says, "Venus is every goddamn way except on a tennis court." And I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like that for her. No, she's Dude. old. Shit, I sure do. She's forty-one. You know what? Venus finally figured out that she doesn't actually have to go to tournaments to demonstrate her outfits anymore. That's she can right. Do it before and after. So do you? Venus. And not only what that too. That she's pulling more crowd than these ladies. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supported. I'm glad she has I a mean, hobby no. after tennis. She got the tweets. Don't worry. She gets the tweets. She gets the engagement, ladies. So. I don't know. Well, I don't know. So wait, are any of the any of our so the next tournament is Indian Wells? Anyone showing up there? Serena's not there, right? Rafa's already there. Oh, Rafa's there. Yeah, Rafa. We said is anybody showing up? Anybody, Jasmine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget where you are. Not come (laughs) on this podcast and not represent my my fave. Like I I have to. Good for you. Come on, man. I'm in enemy territory. Podcast. You got two podcasts (laughs) of your own. And you can go do that there, okay? <laughs> well, all this is to say that we all think you should go to the tournament. Uh, according to Jazz, give it another two years. According to me, uh, go the next popcorn year, was go good. Early. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are messy. I hope go. Mexico never take y'all back. Go and enjoy and, the ocean. Yeah, and it's also fun. go to Origin Restaurant. Oh my god, what a gorgeous view. And we took amazing pictures because we are also collectively so gorgeous, so just throwing (laughs) that out there. Yeah, I swear to god, they look like sisters from a different father's. I swear to god. like I don't know whose mama was that mama, but I'm just saying. Y'all look like y'all were like a trio. Just living y'all best life. 
Well, um, I mean, Jazz, before you go, you say it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jazz, you can plug your little podcast that you have. You know, your little know. podcast. Your little podcast. <laughs> me and no, my little a, podcast. She got a good <laughs> podcast. I'm not lying. She, she got geeks unleashed. Yes. So for any tennis fans out there that are also nerds, if you need your nerd fix, uh, come talk to me. Geeks Unleashed. You can find us everywhere. We are just kind of starting to do YouTube stuff. If you are more a fan of looking at faces, unlike these lovely people who are all very attractive, uh, we actually show our faces on our YouTube channel. So come check us out. It's it's a bandwidth issue. It's a bandwidth issue. (laughs) Real Reels doesn't want everybody to stop and look at his gorgeous face. So (laughs) I want him to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. I see. I see. I look real good today. But yes, Geeks Unleashed is really good. You know, they talk about the latest anime, the latest comic books, the latest mm-hmm. manga, which are comic books and manga, not the same things, apparently. No, um, they are not. And uh, We this, also try um, to get a little education novel. up there in people, and we do nonfiction graphic novels when our yes. when we do our book club. So come check us out. Well, the next and time Deb we has been on it, too, it so just so be... you know. You know, like, she, she, she does get, like, you know, yeah. Other, Oh my God, Deb is amazing. She's one of my favorite guests that we've ever had. She's wonderful. Oh, everybody loves Deb. Happy belated birthday, Deb. Yes. Um, (laughs) Happy birthday, Deb. Enjoy yourself. I know you've been listening to us. You cannot drink just yet. Not yet. Not yet, Deb. Yeah. So the next time we do this, we should do some tech. We're going to do Washington, D.C. Maybe. That's um, quite a ways away. Yeah. The next live tournament. Next live oh. tournament where you could possibly meet all four or three of us. We'll see. We'll Ooh, see which one it'll be. They ain't ready. <laughs> you ain't ready. Listen, I, I also want to just say that I have enjoyed. Wait, wait, I've enjoyed wait. being a podcast groupie. It was so much fun hanging out with you guys in Acapulco. Like, I just Aww. had so much fun. And I am actually going up to New York to stock reels pretty soon. I mean, so <laughs> that way I will have, like, I got collected... my pepper spray. I got my already. Okay, I will have collected all of the reels to this man's podcast. Oh, I got my pepper spray. Don't worry. <laughs> I might well, next that. time around, it's Indian Wells coming up, which, by the yeah. way, will be on TV. They paid for it this time around, y'all. So you'll be able which to channel though? Which TV? channel? I hope it ain't tennis know. channel, <laughs> because you know, tennis watchers. Listen to, to me. I see more people talk complaining about tennis channel than talking about actual matches that they watch in tennis channel. <laughs> right? They well, call, I mean, brand. there's a reason That's for that. Channel brand. <laughs> they don't show tennis. <laughs> But anyway, it's folks. Coming. Anyway, Leila Fernandez. Did she win? Fernandez? Yeah, she did win finally. Her the fi- lights oh, went she out. She got a title. Yes. I mean, the lights went out in Monterey, apparently. <laughs> During just before the tie break. It's a different She won the match. Um, I mean, you meant um yes, Menstrenka, I think her name is. Didn't win. She got to the finals, supporting Ukraine. We're oh, yes, all here. Summer? Yes. She's gotten a wild card into Indian Wells yes. as a result of oh wonderful drawing. That's good for her <laughs> to mean, bring the crowd and the face value mm-hmm. mess that yes. tennis love the low hanging fruit. Yep, um, we can pretend that we care. Um, and didn't about, who won in Lyon? Oh, I do know that answer for you. It's it was um, Quang, right? 
Yes, yeah, yes, she won. Yes, because you mentioned played Leon. Yes, um, Zhang. Um, well, good for her. I mean, the doubles Thanks partner way. of Sam Stosa. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Shady bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Oh, so it was Diane. Um, Diana Yastrama. Yastramska is that Yastramska? Yastramska. Um, I guess we're now. She's she's the one that put the black and white picture together. Mm. 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 Okay. Bye. Okay. Mm. Oh. Well, no, thank I'm, you. I'm just, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, are horrible. No. I was just wanting to know. I wanted context. That's all. Mm. But we're congratulations to Zhang Shui mm. for winning, and then also yes. for Diana for getting, I think, her wild card into yeah. Indian Wells. I think she will um, do her. I know they will send you out. some money, Diana. Don't worry, because oh he's out God. here. Nope, Give don't in. do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night, y'all. This is so longer than we needed it to be. But, you know, I'm awesome that you ladies got to hang out. Go to Acapulco. Go to yes. Acapulco. Andrean says, go to Acapulco, Acapulco for, the, for the popcorn. Go there for the popcorn. <laughs> go for the popcorn. The popcorn is delicious, guys. I promise. Yes. The not the tacos. The not the sand. Yeah. No. Good. The, the beer decor. is good. And the popcorn is good. It okay. make good videos. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> Adios!